We, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through them, I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. Some people over there quiet. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are. But many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the God of that scripture. Welcome to the Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity, walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned. There is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. All right, we said a few things to you. Let's go in this text. John 8 and 31, he says, if you continue my word, that's what King James says, if you continue my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Um, The back end of the text says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every lack in your life points to an area of bondage. And for every area of bondage, there's a truth that's missing. For every area of your life where there is a handicap, where there is a lack, where there's an insufficiency, where there's a dis-ease or discomfort, there is a truth that you are not well acquainted with. One way to read verse number 32 is this. The truth that you know will make you free. The truth that you know, the truth that you have relationship with, the truth that you fully understand will make you free. I was always envied in school because I got good grades. I and I, I tell students this when I have a chance to talk to them one-on-one, is the reason I got such good grades, number one, is that I have a very good memory. I didn't have good study habits. I shouldn't say this with my children in the room because I will beat them if they don't study. That's kind of cool. It is what it is. So you don't listen to what daddy preach and try that when you get home, you get beaten. Daddy didn't study good. Now your daddy was a bad studier. Daddy got good grades because daddy had an impeccable memory. That's number one. Number two about daddy is he had a good memory. Number two was daddy made sure that he knew what he knew. Um, When I studied, I didn't begin studying by trying to learn what I didn't know. I began studying by making sure I knew what I knew. A lot of people do bad in exams because they knew a little bit of everything and a lot of nothing. That's why they don't do good. My strategy was different. I made sure what I knew, I knew. And it got me straight through to my master's degree. I would do exams. And when I go on that exam, I answer all the questions I know. If it's 20 questions, I go through all that I know. Now, there was one particular exam when I answered all the questions I know, and I had 17 questions left. And it was 20 questions. Now, that's when the fight started. I didn't do well in that exam. But outside of that one, <laughs> almost every exam I did, when I nailed what I knew, I already passed. 
then I fought through what I kind of sought in you. Making sense? You will find in your walk with God what you know will get you through what you don't know. But what is key is you must commit to know what you know. So the truth that you know is what will make you free. Now, for every area of bondage again in your life then, you're going to need some truth for you to walk in and be kept, be uh, intentional to ensure that you know that truth. So it is the truth that you know that will make you free, not the truth that you memorize. Again, my, my children are, are at the phase of memorization, and that's a struggle for me, so I try to stay out of their learning, Mother Helen, because I get frustrated when I see them memorizing. Mind you, that's where they should be. See, because I have, I have university training. So when I see them memorizing, I get mad because they could not know principles, memorize, and get good grades. And I did at that age too, so don't get me wrong. I did the same thing. But the, the, the problem is, like, I'm like, if you knew how this principle worked, you wouldn't have studied that. But where they are now in their development, fear them, don't want them to learn these massive principles. We just want you to learn what I tell you. When you know something, it doesn't matter how you're challenged. And what I'm finding more in my life, and I'm sure it's not just me, it's more of us in this room, that we don't really know that much. Because when we're challenged, we begin to question what we thought we knew. Some of us sick folk ain't know we can be healed. Because once the doctor says it got worse, then all of a sudden, we ain't gonna be healed no more. Okay. Those of us that were told that we gonna make life minimum wage, and then you get laid off. I ain't going to make life minimum wage no more. See, see, see what I'm saying? Like, I want you to write this down in your notes and ponder on this for the next couple of days, probably even weeks. What do I really know? What truth do I really know? Someone saying, well, these pastor I know for sure. Jesus died for me and I gained heaven. You sure? No, because I got some, I got some, I, and I, and, 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 uh, saints, listen to me, a lot of us even ain't convinced of that. I got some YouTube videos I can send you, and I promise you when you finish watching them, I ain't really sure Jesus died for me, you know, I think they made this thing up. Talk to me, man. Because some of y'all then start watching them and press stop, fast, hold on, hold on, let me stop. And you going, oh, they give you two points. And find one scroll somewhere that look like it old. And you see that scroll, and then they tell you that this is a trick of the white man, and you say, No, the white man was tricky. I know them, I know we can't trust them white people. And then, now all of a sudden, now, Jesus ain't Jesus, Bible ain't real, God ain't God, they make up hell, and what do you really know? When last you asked yourself that? <laughs> this Christian walk, what? <laughs> Do I have to run away from a conversation with an atheist? 
can I stand toe to toe because I know what I know. And even if I can't explain what I know, see, it's okay. I mean, I understand we all can't explain what we know, but we know what we know. So when they come to us and say, is God all powerful? Yes. Can God create a rock that he can't lift? Make a rock that he can't lift, that means he can't lift it. And if he can't lift it, that means he's no longer omnipotent. Ugh. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Then you say this to them. There are some things. I try to help you to say, get out of that. I may not know. <laughs> there are some places I can't go. If you can't say, let me talk it out. But I am sure of this one thing. That my God is what? Now, I ain't doubting that. I know you're real. You and your rock could go right. But I promise you, God is real. But because we don't know what we know, we get pulled into that rock. And you go over and think, but really, can God make a rock that he can't live? You know how to answer them? You know how to answer that question? It's a dumb question. Because you're combining and trying to add finite to infinite. Because a rock is finite and God is infinite and your equation shows your ignorance. So bring me an equation with an infinite and an infinite, then I can answer you because you cannot add an apple and an orange and get apple orange, it's dumb. So take your smart self and go find me an equation, bring it back to me that I can have a match and find me something infinite to compare the infinite to. Don't fool that, yeah? I just, I just tell y'all that that question can be answered. Y'all don't fool with that, you can get shame. Because y'all don't know what to say if they challenge y'all on that. See, if they challenge me, I can tell them, you know what? Let's go to L'Hopital's principle. You can't do that. Do you know L'Hopital? Do you know L'Hopital? It's spelled like hospital, like L'Hopital. L'Hopital, anyway, let's move on. All right. I try not to get to this thing, but I feel I can get there. All right, so there's a truth for every area of bondage in your life, and you got to know what you know. Touch your neighbor and bump them and say, you got to know what you know. Some of us need to go through a, pre, a process of re-knowing. And we got to start with some foundational things. It's foundational things to make sure we know what we know. All right, the next thing I want to, uh, very critical, is that um, he says... If you abide in, no, sorry, uh, if you abide in my word, he says, then are you my disciples indeed. Now, to abide in the word means that you live life through the lens of that word. You live your life through the lens of that word. You literally get dressed in that word. You, you put that thing on every morning. I told you that in Mark chapter 11, verse number thirty. No, in 37, verse number 22, I believe it is, where the Bible says, have faith in God. Uh, the principle there, have faith in God, really, really means to put on faith in God. You literally get dressed in faith. 
Now, how do you get dressed in faith? Faith comes on hearing by the hearing by the Word of God. That means you really get dressed. To get dressed in faith means to get dressed in a word. Is that too fast? So for you to put on faith, that means you're putting on a word because faith comes with word. You can't separate faith from word. Any word, any faith that can be separated from word ain't faith. It's foolishness. There must always be a word attached to anything you say you have faith in. Because if it's not, it's not faith. Faith comes by and hearing by. Exactly. So without word, there is no faith. So we get dressed in the word, and we live in that word. We exist in that word. Driving here, as I was meditating on this teaching tonight, I realized that there's a word I've been praying a few times a week, but I'm not living in. There's something that I'm believing God to do for me. I'm literally, it's a true story, coming here tonight. There's something I need, I'm asking God to do for me, and I, I sat in the car, and I repent, because would you repent to God? For, would you, I ain't tell God, sorry. God said, that's, that's your things you don't get me. I was about to say, like, God, I apologize. He's like, for what? Stay broke. You know, our, our, our reflex is like, I got to repent. I got to tell God, sorry. For what? God said, you don't do me nothing. What you doing? You doing to yourself? So if you don't walk in the word, that's, that's your bondage. You ain't mine. Grown folk talk, yeah, this grown folk stuff now. Because we so used elementary belief. God, forgive me. Forgive Forgive you? What you do? What? Stay in bondage? No, that's not you. And guess what? I will still use you in your bondage state. Any of y'all ever get used in bondage? Like you was all jack up and God still use you? Welcome to this life. That's, that's, that's when you're growing in God. When you're growing in God, I realize the more you grow, the less God check for what's going on in your personal life. Can I free some adults? Lord, I hope I know, I know children in Christ. Yeah, you can be struggling with what I'm saying. The more you mature, you, I, the more you mature, and boy, this, this some of y'all just, this, this bonefish, eat slow. The more, the more you mature, the more you realize God could care less but what's going on in your personal life. Do I need to explain that? Because you could feel like you ain't fit to do nothing and God says, it's not going to work for me. You could feel unqualified, broken down, bust up, sin up. Because you're sinner plenty, and you're dirty, you feel unclean. You, you, like, you like the leper, unclean, 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 unclean. And God says, now go lay hand on them. Who am I preaching to in here? That's growing folk. And, 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 and listen to me, a word to the wise. You better go do what you do. Don't add it to your, your life. Don't jack up. You better do what you do. This is a word to the wise. You're done, you're done jack up, so you're bad. you better obey. Now, now, if you had said this to me 15 years ago, I'd rebuke you. Because you can't be used by God unless you're spotless. That's where I live. You got you to gotta search me. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. I know my... That's the process that I knew to being used. And then Isaiah 45 changed that whole operation because the Bible says, Cyrus, my anointed. And he was an unclean pagan who was just who sacrifices and doing kind of dumb stuff. And God called him my anointed. That's why I stopped saying who could preach to me. Anybody could preach to me. I don't care who bad you just roll out of. Give me that word. 
I don't care where you roll out of it. Give me my word, please. I'll take that. You think it's mature, you say, he can't preach me. You show how immature you are. Because I'm not listening to them. I listen to the word. I don't live by you. I live by the word. God Almighty. Give me my word with your sin and self. Give me the word. Bring your nasty self and tell me what the Lord say. And I can receive every ounce of that. And when you finish it, I receive it. I might even sow into your life. Now go repent. You, you, you look like sin. No, because I sow it on principle. You see, I can sow into your life too. Because you sow a word into me. I can sow into that. The Bible says, when you receive spiritual, you give God. How, how your lifestyle get my business? Oh, my God, Dancer, you're doing some good Bible study. How, how your lifestyle get my business? Every man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. I working out mine, and the Lord sent you my way to bring me a word preached to me. Give me that word. Give me some of that Holy Ghost. Give me some. So abiding means you live through the lens of the word, that you literally dress yourself in that word. And um, um, this is God. I don't want to go too deep into this. But the Bible says that persecution arises for the word's sake. That's in Mark chapter 4. Uh, that persecution arises for the word's sake. And this is why uh, you have to dress in the word released to you because every word released to you comes with a persecution. So you need to dress in that because that persecution that comes for the word is the word that protects you from the persecution. Are you getting this? Every time God releases a word to you, it is to protect you. And it not just protects you from what's down the road, it protects you from what's coming because of that word. The enemy always attacks a seed sown, which is a word. He attacks it because he don't want the harvest to come from the word. So, so that's why what you heard is under such immense attack. Because he's after the harvest from the word, so let's get you to doubt the word before I can bring forth the harvest. Talk good, Denzel. I'm trying. I hope they're listening. So the word comes to get you to a predetermined destination. All right. I'm, I'm still on John 8 because I'm building the foundation here. The next thing I want you to, the, the third thing I want to put from this John 8, which is, um, man, it's so potent. Okay, go back to the point. The point about abiding in the word. I said you must get dressed in this word. You must live in this word. To abide in the word means to live in it, to put this word on. How do you put a word on? How do you use words? Tell me, how do you use words? You speak them. So, getting dressed in the word is not mental. It's verbal. Oh, God, I felt good coming out. When I say put the word on and abide in the word, that is verbal because words are meant to be spoken. Now, this is my third point I want to make. Glory to God. This is the number three from this text, and then I'm moving on to my introduction to what I want to say. Here's this. This is big. Words... That are, okay, okay, let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. I pull up this up in here. I pull up this thing. Any of you 
know the word brabble. You ever, ever heard the word for? Okay. Any of you know the word curglaf? C-U-R-G-L-A-F-F. And if you know the word, oh no, that one can sound like a cousin. Uh, <laughs> oh no, not that one either. Oh God, why does this word sound so bad? Groak, G-R-O-A-K. Okay, I pulled up on my phone words that are no longer in use. And the thing here that I found says, these words can no longer be found in dictionaries. Ask me why. People stop using them. Okay, you missed it. When words are not used, they die. When words are not put to use, they die. All them words, them there, I hope my journalists here don't try to be fancy and use them tomorrow because nobody can know what they mean. And when they go to Webster, they can't find it because Webster stopped recording them. Because they are out of use. In a little while, in a little while, when I them get but 25, nobody will know what Skylarking mean. That could be gone. That on the way on now. That, how, when last y'all had that word? Some of y'all are like, oh my God, I forget that word. That could soon be gone. You better stop skylocking. You know <laughs> now I don't know what skylocking means. You know, you know, you know, we get them kind of words of mimic vocalism that, that they, 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 they die. They on the way out. Words that are not put into use die. And some of y'all got a notebook full of dead words. Some of y'all got a, 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 a spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You got a spirit filled with dead words. Because words in your spirit cannot do anything for you. You receive it in your spirit. You receive that, and that is dead. You can't run a dead baby. Because what's in your spirit can't live unless it comes out of your mouth. God, this is good. What's in your spirit can't live if it don't come out your mouth. And a lot of us can't run a whole bunch of dead things. Because we ain't speaking it. So to abide in this word, <laughs> you got to be speaking this word. This got to be coming out of your mouth. All right. All right. So we give you three principles about abiding in the word just now, about that John 8 and 31. We give you three, 31 and 32. Um, and you got to be convinced of this. Your freedom is in the word that you receive. Your financial freedom, your relationship freedom, your mental freedom, your emotional freedom, it's in the word you receive. What God gives us is words. This is so simple, but it is the essence of our life. And we, we have been in church, I've been in church all my life, and, and I didn't hear so much sermons, 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 but there's not been an emphasis on the power of the word. There's not been an emphasis on the power of faith. And so you go to church and you hear, it's like, it's like you go into Zonta Club or you go into Kiwanis, you just go to get an update. 
You go talk a little bit, and then it's done. I mean, you know, you know every month you go to the Rotary, you don't be all, all between the two meetings. Oh, my God, I can't wait. We can talk about it. No, you go there, and you get your little fresh, and you eat the food, and then you go about your business. Watch this, and your network. And that's what we do in church. You know, I had a dear friend of mine that was once a Pentecostal brother, and he joined this church that don't believe too much in Jesus. And he joined, and he said, because, man, listen, I realize my career could thrive if I go to that church. But understand that that's, that's, what, that's what church has become. Many of us, and I have not been wired this way, and many of you as well, we have not been wired, Michelle, to live by the word. We hear the word, but we don't live by it. So we don't put a demand on it to, make, to have results. And if you don't put a demand on a word, it will not work for you. Hebrews chapter 4, one of the most, I quote it a lot. Put it on the screen so they can see it. I always quote in this text. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 2. I quote it plenty, but I realize you've got to see this word to build capacity. Read this word to build capacity. Hebrews 4, verse 2. Everybody ready? Read. But what happened? But the word preached did not profit them. Why didn't it profit? Not being mixed in, in them that heard it. Bing. So if you ain't taking this word and mixing this word, you, you saw this now? Let me read it for those who watch it online. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Paul, the writer is saying this word is working for us, but it ain't working for them. And the reason it's not working for them is because they didn't mix it with faith. They didn't walk this thing out. They didn't abide in this word. They just heard it as good preaching. They heard it as good church. I like my church. Don't throw a rock at me. They heard it as Lent 4, Advent 3. And you know what's even more sad is that many of us come to church to hear what we've already heard. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.